At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Lombardi line here on a Friday. BetMGM, of course, we're presented by the King of Sportsbooks. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Hope you're having a great Friday. We've got a big weekend, of course, Saturday and Sunday here on the Lombardi line. Come join us. Michael Lombardi hanging out with Berman there in Jersey. I, you astutely pointed this out. I heard you talking to Matt. I, are you, I'm surprised by this movement here. So Dallas opened 4-4.5. Four, four it's down to 3 in New England. And... You know, generally the market is built perceptibly. Well, Dallas dominated the Giants. I mean, you can look at it a couple of ways, but and New England holds on for a win in Houston, and now we see the number being driven towards the Patriots. The Cowboys rank fifth in offensive efficiency, uh, seventh in defensive efficiency. They're the only team to rank top seven in both. Like, there's no. I'm trying to look for reasons. We look for injuries, Michael. But why is New England? Why is the number headed towards them? I, I don't understand it. I mean, New England has only scored 20 points twice this year, once against the Jets and once against Houston. And, you know, they struggle to score points, and, and they're playing a Dallas team that is just filled with points. I mean, they can score points from anywhere. You know, the lowest out point they've had on the season was 20 against the Chargers in Week 2. You know, my it, it's funny, though. My number for this game, I, when I first put the weather, the, the, my put together everything, my numbers for the game was 3.18. And well, that's I'm exactly, like, okay, I mean, that, that's where it is right now, man. 3.18. And, and, and then the circuit contest, it's at 3.5. And now it's even coming down, and I'm seeing it. 
And there's, it's, it, then this morning when I looked at it, I always love to look at low ticket count, high number. Okay, mm-hmm. so I love that. I, what that tells me is there is some, there's, a, there's cash coming in. I don't know who is giving it, but there's a significant amount of money on one ticket that's prompting the money split to go. So in this game, there's 80% of the tickets are written up on Dallas, 20 on New England. 57% of those 80% is on Dallas. 43 of the 20% is on New England. That tells you there's some serious players putting some serious cash, which is moving this number. Low ticket count, high cash. That's right. Yeah. You, you know, can... and so that's what I, and every morning I look at that more than I look at anything. I, I want to see that because I want to see if the market's reacting to that because that tells me, and I think Vinny has said this astutely on the show, Josh Applebaum preaches it. Monday, there's going to be some kind of, you, you can't tell where everybody, it's usually the people that just use numbers bet on Monday. They don't care about teams, they bet numbers. Sunday is, again, the numbers, but it's also based on algorithms and sharp players that have done their work all week long based on injuries. This New England game is just trending down. I wouldn't be surprised if it got to two and a half. The other one that's shocking is Chicago and Green Bay. That number is moving to six, and Chicago's got 25% of the tickets and 32% of the money. The other one is Washington. Washington is moving. It's not moved the number. It stayed at six and a half, but there's only 22% of the tickets on the Washington football team, but they have 42% of the money. Okay, this is a little shameless, but it's too good. This is an opportunity to let people know if you can be like Michael Lombardi, we've got the splits. We've got the percentages at VEASAN.com right now, which is very important. What Michael's telling you is he's looking at Dallas, New England, and we'll get to the other games, and we've got an inordinate amount of money being written up on Dallas, yet the number is going to the Patriots. It brings it raises the red flags, and he starts digging a little bit deeper. Also knowing that Dallas is the only team left that's undefeated against the spread. They're five and zero ATS, right. so it's not like they're just winning, right? And we've and Dallas opened up the season as a ten point dog to Tampa, and New England yeah. was a what a six and a half point dog, and that number we saw that number go hard towards New England on Sunday afternoon. We heard there was a very very sharp player that was all over New England. A, a world renowned better was on New England yeah. and moved that number. So I don't know if this is the same thing that's going on. There's 22,000 tickets written up on it, you know, and so the ticket count is not even. It's 80-20, but the money count is within 14%. And I just saw this. In the Pats, you know, they've only scored more than 21 points in three of their last 11 home games. They've... It, again, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's just it's a it's a wild. There's league. no home field advantage in New England either, Patrick. It doesn't seem like it seems strange, right? You know, it just there doesn't add up. The other one that doesn't add up is we're seeing that you know everybody is on the Chargers, but there's a lot of later movement coming in for Baltimore. There's a lot of late movement. There's some love for Baltimore. Look, I don't know if I touch this game. Because I don't know if you could trust the Chargers in a less than a three-point game or, you know, a two and a half with that kicker that they have. He's missed four extra points. He's a disaster. You know, everybody says the Chargers have changed. Yes, I think Brendan Staley's a great coach. But that they haven't changed their kicker. Their kicker's still bad. And that worries me. And to your point about home field, we, we, we're going to have to have a grander conversation about this. You know the road teams are 42 and 37 straight up this year. So the road and their cash in over 
uh, on the road. So road teams, again, home field advantage, not really. 42-37 and 37 straight up for the home teams. Another home win to open up week six with the Bucks last night, Michael. Um, again, if I were just, if you can encapsulate why the numbers move into New England, it seems as though you're a little baffled as well. I am because when I, I, it looks too easy. Like, how does New England score? How do they keep pace with them? How do they slow the game down? You know, weather really helped them slow the game down. Not having Gronk against Tampa helped them slow the game down. This one, to me, seems a little bit trickier. Like, who do they take out of the game? You know, who do they force? Offensive line is still good for Dallas. The right tackle steal is a problem. You know, do I think the Cowboys are a little bit of a liability on offense? Yeah, but I mean, look, New England's offensive line is still in turmoil. The Isaiah Wynn's still on COVID. They're starting left tackle. Their backup left tackle mispracticed yesterday in Heron. You know, uh, they're getting a couple linemen back. Shaq Mason was in a walkthrough, but he's not there. Trent Brown's on IR. So, you know, I, I don't know how this is all going to play together. And I'm thinking about it and digging a little bit deeper. So the Cowboys defense, which has been much improved, and you've given Quinn a ton of uh, props for it. They still give up too many big plays. They've allowed 25 plays of 20 yards or more in five games. But then I think, well, how does that benefit the Patriots? The Patriots don't hit big plays. So it's like, you know, yeah. it's it's not exactly their forte this year. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, they well, they haven't been able to protect, you know, and yep. they haven't been able to really get a rhythm going. And they can't they, – this is one team – that is great at turning the ball over. They lead the league in turnovers, and this is the another team that has been giving the ball away on a on a rep, rapid basis. Mm-hmm. No, you nailed it. The other one you pointed out. Let's dig into this a little bit. So, Green Bay at Chicago, open four and a half. It's up to that key number of six. And again, we're hunting for reasons as to why that just stands out right now, like a Kareem Chubb injury. Excuse me, a Nick Chubb injury. I conflated them. Uh, initial thoughts on a big-time movement there in Chicago with Green Bay. Well, you know, Chicago's sec- it's running back situation is beat up, right? We know this, right? So well, Darian Williams went on injured reserve to join to join Montgomery. So this is Khalil Herbert, their six-round pick, and Ryan Neal is going to be the backs. And we know they don't want Justin Fields to participate in the game, right? We know this. Their left tackle is 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 Wilkerson. He's not very good. The right tackle now is Simmons, their seventh-round pick in 2000. I mean, this is a beat-up offensive line with a rookie quarterback against a great quarterback who has dominated this series. I think, what are they? You know, we talked about it yesterday. They have been the team that's been able to, to kind of have their way with Chicago, home or away. I mean, when you break down the splits, I, I, I want to say that, it, you know, they're 9-1 and one in the last 10 games, 7-3 and three against the That's spread. That's right. You nailed it. I think this is why this is happening. You know, so many injuries on Chicago. Keem Hicks probably not going to play. If they take care of Khalil Mack, they can throw the football. It's a little bit the same reasons why I thought, you know, the Raiders were going to be able to cover that 5.5 wrongly because I thought the Raiders didn't anticipate the Gruden situation. Uh, would 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 manifest itself like it did. Just to reiterate what Michael said there, the Packers have won nine of the past ten against the Bears and covered the spread in seven of those ten instances. So again, we're up. To I mean, s- how did the Bears score twenty five points? They're afraid of Think Fields. The, the the Bears are afraid of their quarterback. They're, they're, he threw for one hundred and eleven yards. I mean, I know the Packers are not great on defense. Neither are the Raiders. They're not great on defense either, but. 
I think what we're seeing is is we're seeing a, a, a you know it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I was surprised this line didn't open at five and a half. Really, to be honest, honest with you, I thought for sure it would. Oh, so you think it opened a little? May I ask you? Do you have your number yet on this matchup? I do, and my number my number says it's a three point six eight game. I got to bet Chicago. My, if I play this game, I've got to play Chicago. Or you, or you lay got to play Chicago, or you lay off. That's there's a, there's an important lesson within that, uh, Michael. You know, yep. You, you don't have to bet every game on the board. So even if your number tells you one thing, but you don't, you feel ah, this number's getting away from me here, and it's running towards Green Bay. You can always lay off the game. But well, you just you know, and the numbers don't. What you have to understand about your numbers, Vinny's numbers, my numbers, every book, the injuries aren't in it. You know, it's like, okay, for example, Seattle, my number on Seattle is all Russell Wilson in it. Now he's not in it. What do we do? Yeah, and uh, something we're going to talk extensively about on Sunday, Gruden's gone. And what happens, generally you're going to get that first game bounce with a new coach, but long term, I thought what you said yesterday, and I I would like to, I'll talk about it more, because you always talk about first start with quarterback, then coordinators. And you said advantage Fangio v. Olsen greater than advantage Fangio v. Gruden. I think that's huge here. It is huge because Gruden and, and, and Fangio have had a lot of ch- – it's in the game. It's at the moment of the game how things go. And he knows he knows his tendencies as well. Let's. They both know each other. Yeah. yeah. It's like playing chess against somebody you know. Clemson, Syracuse. I'm going to touch on that just for a second when we come back. Also, you got Cal, Oregon Great. late tonight. So we'll touch on those, and then we'll get right back into the NFL as we continue here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, you got to get ready for the NBA season. Michael's Heat, of course, 25 to 1 to win a championship. But grab your copy of the VSIN NBA betting guide out now for $9.99. JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, and the experts did a great job with this in depth. And it's just I, thumbing through it today. I texted JVT. I said, man, you guys killed this. VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Get ready for the NBA season. So Friday Night Lights uh, tonight, Clemson, Syracuse. Remember, the. A few, maybe it was 17. Kelly Bryant and Clemson went to the Carrier Dome and got beat by Syracuse. Babers' first year. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So, how about expectations? The win total for Clemson this year was set at 11.5. You basically had to lay grand to win 100 for them to win the ACC. And they're sitting at three and two. Uh, As far as expectations on Syracuse, there weren't a ton. They've exceeded them. They could be five and one. They're three and three, but. You know, some of those losses, if you dig into them, could have gone differently. And here we go tonight. Feels heavy. Clemson open 14. They're laying 13 and a half. You know, it's they're banged up on defense. The Syracuse team, where really what it comes down to is just running the football. If you stop the run, you can beat Syracuse. But they run the ball very, very well. And it's just, to me, it's fascinating to, to, to think about lane. Look, put it this way. Clemson, Michael, and I'll let you get, get off on this. Clemson ran for like 250 yards against BC and barely beat them. <laughs> it tells you yeah, how, how off they are. Good game. You know? Yeah. No, they're not the same team. I mean, DJ, for all the stars he's accumulated, you know, he hasn't played like a five-star player. And look, Syracuse, we all know that they can't throw the football. They're 116th in the country in passing offense. But where they're really good is they can run the ball. I mean, they're 18th in yards per carry. They're 17th in offensive uh, rushing offense, relative rushing offense. They're 11th in total, 242 yards a game. 
And Syracuse defensively, I know they had a, a tough game against Wake Forest last week and losing the overtime game. They only give up 24 points a game, you know, and their rush defense is 31st in the country. So this looks to me like it could be an underplay game. Both defenses can play the run and see what happens. I mean, I just think we have to believe a team when we see them, right? Like everybody thinks Clemson's magic is just going to turn back on, right? And, you know, they win by six against Georgia Tech. They win by five against Boston College. They're more in the middle of the pack of the ACC than they are the separation of the ACC. So let's just not assume, and I think 14 is a lot of points for a team that's the same level as Georgia Tech, Boston College. They're all in the same category. I mean, this offense, Clemson's offense is 112th in the nation. Michael, they're, you just said believe when a team reveals who they are. Put it this way. They're not moving the chains. They're the worst offense in the ACC in total yards. How about controlling the clock? They're dead last in the conference, Clemson, in time of possession. And now you're taking on a Syracuse team that wants to, you know, Sean Tucker, the running back, the quarterback can run, and Schrader. They're going to try to control the clock. I'm not laying 13 and a half or 14 with Clemson here. I'm just not. No, and, you know, Clemson defensively is still a good team, right? Very they're good. still a really good team. You know, they're still second in the eight. That's how they played Georgia 10-3. to three. I mean, you say, well, how could they beat Georgia? How could they play Georgia? Well, you know, they hold – they hold Georgia Tech. To, they hold Georgia to ten. They hold Georgia Tech to eight. You know, I mean, last week they held Boston College to thirteen. I mean, they're winning games because they play great defense, and you know, they hope their offense just doesn't turn it over. But this is not the Clemson that we're used to seeing, by no means. I just digging through, and I'm like, what's up with Clemson? I'm like, they ran for 231 against Boston College and barely beat them. Like, you generally would expect that to equal more. And against a team that can run the football, I don't know. I feel like Syracuse is going to control the clock a little bit here. Um, the, the, everything indicates. So, 45, it does feel like a low total, but I agree with you. I'd probably lean under there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, if you're playing the over, you're just guessing, right? I mean, there's no evidence to support the over in this game. You're just guessing if you do. I mean, you might hit it, but it isn't because you saw something or, you know, there's something. I mean, it's just strictly a guess or it's just gotten too low. It's just wild because we I mean, 45 means that 45 means it's a 21, 21, 24, 21 game. Do you think both these teams are going to get into the 20, low 20s? I, I don't know. And there's a semblance of so, like, confirmation bias. We just expect Clemson to continue to yeah, go back. Yeah, I to think that's Clemson. right. It's a it's a little bit like, you know, we expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to just all of a sudden, you know, the, the six and a half, Mike Tomlin in Green Bay. We let that. And I think this is why your buddy Mike is on such a roll because he's just living through the raindrops. He's just playing what he thinks and doesn't care about what anybody else thinks. <laughs> Shout to Stoney. So there's six games tonight. I know you'll be focused at Colgate Cornell, but let me give you the late one. And that is, uh, you know, no one's betting Colgate. No one's betting Colgate. You know, and that line hasn't moved. No one's betting it. Now, there's only 264 bets, which means no one's betting the game completely <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> Dude, there, there's 264 people I would really like to meet. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? actually has more. It has more bets than the Montana State Weaver State yep, game, which right. has 189 bets. There's 189 degenerates that are just I mean, special. Give a little people. love to some of these, you know, give a little love to these small schools, you know? How about Cal, Oregon? So this is interesting because I was digging a little. So one, you got a four and one Oregon team. Both teams coming off buys. Remember, Oregon's last time out, they lost at Stanford in overtime. Cal's one and four. 
but they lost by five to Nevada. They lost by two points at TCU. They lost in overtime at Washington. Now they did have a bad loss at home to Washington state their last time out before the bye. interesting. If you dig a little bit deeper and here's Oregon lane, 13 and a half, Michael. Well, I mean, Verdell isn't playing. He's out for the year for Oregon. One of their star running backs. Yep. Look, I, I think Oregon's got to get better. Got to get healthy this game. And, you know, they should be well rested against a Cal team. That's just very mediocre in terms of what they can do. Uh, you know, they're not going to really run the football effectively and defensively is supposed to be the strength of their team. But, you know, Oregon is so talented. My gosh, are they talented? This is an opportunity for Oregon to really kind of reestablish themselves as the best team in the West, you know, and I, and I think that Stanford loss, I, you know, you can, and that was just to me, malpractice there. The, the Arizona game was a lot closer than a 41, 19 score indicates. It really was the last two weeks. Oregon hadn't played well. They've been hurt after the Ohio state game. They haven't played their best ball. They need to get that back on track, particularly defensively where they, where they have slipped a little bit They're You know, they've given up 21 points a game. You know, they're not able to play. They're, they're 87th in the country in total defense. And that's his, you know, that's Wilcox's, Justin Wilcox. That's where he hangs his hat. It's at Cal, pardon me, as far as defense. And Cal should be able to, I mean, defense should be able to keep Cal competitive in this game, you would think. Yeah, uh, you would think so, right? I mean, 13 and a half, it was 15, and it's come all the way down to 13 and a half. So there's people that actually think Cal will keep this game close. Man, what, Oregon... So they beat a team that we both like in Fresno State. They beat yeah. they beat Ohio State at Ohio. State. I mean, they were setting themselves up for in a pack in the pack. And they, got, they have the, they have they have. I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting on the couch and I and I recommended Stanford and and taking the eight. And I'm thinking I'm going to lose. I'm thinking I'm going to lose the recommendation because they got a chance to win this game and turn get more points. And in the last two minutes of the game, they just basically bombed out. It, it really, I mean, they lost, I mean, it, you really, they did the try. How can we lose this game? And they found a way to do it. That's why so many are split on Cristobal. He's a tremendous recruiter, but you see, no what's, you see what's happening with the quarterback in Los Angeles now and Herbert, that didn't happen under Cristobal's watch. And then he goes to Ohio state and it bullies Ohio state. They bullied him, but then he comes back and he loses. You can't lose that game at Stanford this year. Can't not, it's not when you're in control of the game. You had complete control of the game. Um, another one. Let's see. Uh, San Diego State at San Jose State. You got San Diego State. It's pretty good, actually. Lane. It opened ten. This one's. Excuse me. It opened eight. It's all the way up to the key number. Yeah, it went all the way up to ten. Yeah. San Jose State isn't quite as good as they were last year. Nope. You know, and and I think that you know that that's going to play a huge difference. I mean, San Jose State. Uh, San Diego State's dominated this seven three over the last ten games. Six and four. Or against the spread, you know, last year, San Jose State won 28-17. But I think, you know, this is, you know, San Diego State's, uh, San Jose State is a lot like these schools. They have one year really good recruiting year, then they can't come back to the next year. Oh. So, you know, to me, and San Jose State is 0-5 against the spread the last five games. Yep. And that, San Jose State popping up and winning that conference last year is one of the wildest things. It's remarkable, right? How does this happen? You think? <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people like the coach there, but that is. I, I have no. You know who I? For some reason, when I think of San Jose State, I think of Dick Vermeil. Yeah. Am, is, am I wrong? I think there? Coach Walsh. He was and no. Coach, coach Walsh, Walsh was right. John John Ralston. You know some of the old names. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so good. That's your stomping grounds but, up there. Uh, I mean, it'll be a good day. It'll be a good night for college football tonight. I mean, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Clemson 
is able to go in on the road, the crowded, you know, the Carrier Dome will be loud. It'll be a lot of fun up there. See what they're able to accomplish. I mean, this is not the Clemson team we're used to seeing by no means. No. Just got 30 seconds here. Just a couple, just to recap. We got Josh coming up, but Ertz been traded. Chubb, Michael broke the news. He's out. He won't play against the Cardinals and, and more to come as we continue along yep. here. There's a six pack tonight. Friday night lights. It'll be good. Clemson Syracuse interests me. It really does. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. We've got Josh coming up next here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you heard Michael talking about the betting splits for the games earlier. Well, we've got them for you. Most accurate you can find over at vcin.com. Latest betting splits on every game. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets, written odds, data analysis for every game. Start your next sports bet right now. It's vcin.com. B-S-I-N.com. Okay, Michael, uh, quickly, Michael, to your point, you nailed it. Uh, so yeah. you mentioned Nick Chubb is out. The numbers dropped to three. So that's a direct yep. reflection. It was three and a half Arizona in town in Cleveland. I checked the weather. You know, this perfect. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're going to have to see what happens here with, with Arizona's. I mean, you got to monitor that line all the way through and, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Thursday night game in the contest is really not worth playing because even if you have a great handle on it, you're giving up a lot on these other four games because you just don't know the injury. Where are we going to be with all the Arizona guys? And where's Murray? Go back and watch Murray throw the ball last week. It was not good. Oh, well put. Market Insights is the pod. Beeson.com slash podcast betting across America. Of course, Josh Applebaum, our buddy, joins us now. Uh, we'll get to the NFL in a second. Michael and I were just discussing Clemson, Syracuse, and Cal, Oregon tonight. I know you want to start. Good afternoon, Josh. You want to start with Clemson, Syracuse here? Yeah, I'd love to start there. And by the way, Michael, great point by you. And also seeing this trade here, the Cardinals getting Zach Ertz from the Eagles. Uh, obviously, he's not going to play this week, but good point by you, Michael. That thing was minus three pretty much all week. Uh, shut up to three and a half. If you like the Cardinals there, getting the three and a half in the hook, jump on it now. It looks like it's coming back down to three. Now is your time to pounce on the hook. But yeah, guys, tonight, a couple big dogs that, that caught my eye. Number one, looking at Syracuse here tonight. The Clemson, this isn't the Clemson that we're used to. This is the first time since 2014 that they're unranked. They're in unfamiliar territory here. They've really struggled throughout the year. They're 3-2. and two, They're 0-5 ATS. They haven't covered a single number all year. Uh, and also four of their, of their five games this year have been decided by eight points or less. So they play these tight games, especially laying points as a dog. They haven't come through a single time. So I'm looking at Syracuse and the points, guys. A lot of these books open at minus 14, 14 point favorite for Clemson at home. Uh, and it's kind of split, you know, a little public lean, maybe here to Syracuse. Maybe the public is again worrying and saying, hey, Clemson, if you're not going to cover any numbers for me, I can't lay these big numbers. But it looks to me like maybe Pro and Joe both leaning on Cuse because it opened 14. It's now down to 13 and a half. I think that 14 is obviously, you know, a key number here. If you wait it out, maybe we get some late money coming in on Clemson just Friday night, a big name school. Uh, but my angle here, guys, would be look at Syracuse, especially in the Carrier Dome. Uh, that's an advantage. Then also, they've been covering numbers as a dog recently. So their last two games, they've covered as a dog both times. They've lost both, but they've covered. You lose to Wake by three, you cover the six. You lose to FSU by three, you cover the five and a half there. So I'll be looking at grabbing the points uh, with uh, Syracuse here tonight. 
And then also this would be kind of a, a classic conference dog uh, with a line move in their favor. In these conference games, you see a lot of familiarity leading to uh, an advantage with the team getting points. It's looking at Q's here and then a gross one tonight, guys, but we got to mention it is looking at Cal. This one is the most lopsided play of the night. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is laying it here with Oregon. Uh, they're ranked ninth in the country. They're four and one. But if you look at Cal, they're one and four, and they've struggled. Both these teams are coming off a bye. But remember that last game where uh, Stanford upset Oregon. They beat them 31-24, one outright as an eight-and-a-half-point home dog. But I like about this one, guys, super lopsided toward Oregon. You're looking across the market, three out of four, four out of four bets are saying Oregon will bounce back after that loss and just roll tonight. But yet, the opener was around minus 14. I even saw a minus 15 opener. And even though you're getting this big, heavy betting on Oregon, line is falling to Cal. So that looks fishy to me, guys. And also, if you look at these conference dogs, unranked versus ranked, they're 55% ATS historically. And if you layer in the road team, they creep up to around 56%. So a couple dogs here tonight looking at Cuse in the points and Cal plus the points. Michael and I were focused on Montana State, Weber State, because there's 189, 189 people that are already in. <laughs> those, those are my yeah, heroes. It's still Josh. at 189. Although I will say this, Josh, Cal, it's interesting. Cal has the, 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 the dynamic that I like the most. They only have 31% of the tickets, but they are getting 63% of the money. So there's a lot of people that are betting Cal that feel like, and that's what's moving this number. It's not a contrarian move of the number. It's really a cash move in the number. Yeah, Michael, that's a great point. And, and again, you know, I think we oftentimes feel like odds makers and books, they want to balance their action 50-50 both sides. That way they just rake in the juice, guarantee a profit. But that's kind of a misconception. You know, odds makers will take a position if they feel it's the sharp side. And I feel like with all this betting on Oregon, they've kind of taken position that, hey, we're not going to adjust Oregon up to minus 15, minus 16. We're going the other way because we're getting a lot of money on Cal. So I like that angle. And then it's funny you guys mentioned that game. Michael, I'm kind of looking at Weber State there. You know, that game open, if you believe it or not. I, I think they're plus one and a half. Now they're minus one and a half. I love these extra added games with the, you know, the six-digit Vegas ID number that no one's looking at, no one talking about except us on Lombardi line. That thing's going to Weber. I'd be looking at Weber here on the money line. Okay, you do that. You do. <laughs> we got it off the board here. All right, uh, Michael, grab your mitt. Let's do. Let's do a little baseball here. Championship series open up uh, mm -hmm. in the AL tonight. ALCS: Boston at Houston. That number on the series. The Astros are favorites at one forty-five. Sox coming back the other way. Josh Michael at plus one twenty-five. NLCS is going to open up on Saturday. The Dodgers are a big two ten favorite there. The Braves plus one eighty. So that's Saturday night in Atlanta. World Series. No surprise here. Your Dodgers are your favorites at plus one forty. Astros, your second betting favorite at two to one. The Sox are four and a quarter. And the Braves are your fourth betting favorite at five to one. We start tonight in Houston. Chris Sale on the bump, Valdez for Houston. Josh, where did it open? Where is it sitting? Where are you going? Yeah, so we're going a little movement here toward the Red Sox. And I think it's a kind of a questionable decision in, in the Boston area. A lot of talk radio is, why are you pitching Chris Sale? Nathan Avaldi is your ace. You should start with Avaldi. So kind of a curious move there by Alex Cora. But I like this angle toward the Red Sox for both the series price and for tonight. So series price-wise, Huge injury to Lance McCullers. He's the ace of yes. that staff. He's got a strained forearm. Patrick, he's now out. It's a team that great hitting team, but short on pitching. Now you lose your ace. Uh, I'll take the plus 120, plus 125 for the Red Sox series price. I think it's a, a slug them out kind of matchup here. I like the angle with the Red Sox playing with a little house money. Uh, for tonight, though, we are seeing movement toward Boston. You know, a lot of these books open early around a minus 145 opener to Houston. They fall into around minus 135, even though they're the popular play tonight at home. Uh, and a couple things I like, playoff dogs with high totals. 
eight and a half. We kind of feel like that's not a high total. You know, we can see nines, tens, think, you know, numbers like that, but in the playoffs, that's a pretty high total. So expecting more runs, more variance, that dog high total angle with the Red Sox here. You did see that line tick up eight, up to eight and a half. So maybe a little bit over money there early, uh, but you also get dogs off a win. Red Sox coming off that last win that um, that game against, uh, you know, brushing aside Tampa Bay Rays dogs off a win in the playoffs, 46% but you're up around a 6% ROI the last decade. And then the other one I like is short playoff dogs. If you're a short playoff dog of plus 140 or less, you're 49% the last decade. And you're like, hey, that's not very good. But with all these plus money payouts, it's almost a 10% ROI. So I'm looking I'm looking socks tonight in the series. And by the way, guys, get ready for Monday. I just found out I got two tickets, me and Elise for Fenway Monday night. I'll be that's coming awesome. live from Fenway game three. I can't wait. Well, that's congratulations. That's really that's exciting, awesome. actually. How that's about, awesome. your, how about your Astros here, Michael? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I disagree with Josh here tonight. I, I, I think Sal has, you know, in the last, uh, what, in the last 8.2 innings of work, he's given up 10 earned runs. I mean, he's the, you know, I, I think that when you look at his numbers across 42 innings, I think he's got a 3.16 ERA and a 3.49 ERA with a 3.66 FIP. And my <laughs> Houston Astros, Patrick, yes, they rank fourth in OPS, fifth in IOS and 14th in walk rate, and they have the best strikeout percentage against Southpaws in the regular season. You give me a Southpaw against my Astros, I'm taking the Astros. That Thank is a, you very much. That is a very good point. And they also rank number one in being the most annoying team of all time. But that's... <laughs> well, that, I checked with Bill North. Berman on that. He's got two... These two teams... Bill Berman cannot change the channel in this direction because he's a Yankee fan who hates the Red Sox, and he also and he, hates he the def- Astros. So Berman definitely hates the Astros. It's a very painful... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he's not watching any... Ba- I can't even have a baseball conversation with him. He dismisses me. I'm with Bill on that one because that... but. Could baseball ask for anything better here, Michael? They got the Astros. They got the Sox, huge markets. They've got the Dodgers. They've got the Braves. Okay, the Braves. But, I mean, having L.A. in the mix, no offense to your Giants, this is star power. The you know this is the. Dodgers. I'm disappointed my Giants didn't show up, but you know I mean look I'll take the left I'll take I'll take the uh, Astros against left-handers tonight anytime. <laughs> there you there you have it. And Josh, well, so how'd you get tickets? That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, got a new neighbor, knocked on my door, introduced himself. He used to work for the Red Sox. So I got a little inside source here, Patrick. And uh, it was funny. I could add more tickets. I called my dad, see if my mom and dad want to come. And he's like, oh, they're free. And I'm like, no, we have to pay for them. But we just it's sold out. So we get a connection here. So I'm excited, guys. Should be a great weekend. And uh, by the way, real quick here, Everybody Patriot wants line free keeps tickets. on moving. Everybody wants free <laughs> <Yeah>. tickets. <laughs> Everybody wants free tickets. They think it's high school. Like, oh, just come on over. I, yeah, I, sure. You want I, to? <laughs> I, when I was in the league, here's what you do. You, you know, you want tickets to the game. Let me have your credit card number for That'll stop them right in their tracks. As soon as you say that, they they run for the hills. I, I was gonna say, I've worked at sports radio for 20 years. I I get asked all the time. I can't imagine what somebody that actually matters like you. You've been. You probably had to bail on friends because you're just like they they reveal themselves. Uh, They're just looking uh, for stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can I, can I get a couple? Yeah, sure, I get you tickets. Just you got a credit card number? Cause they don't take credit cards. <laughs> yeah, we get, hey, Venmo me. So, does your yeah. friend know you're a degenerate, Josh? That's interesting. That they, uh, just uh, Patrick, we don't use that term, but yes, I'm in the sports analytics business. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you. To, we'll see you tomorrow. Sports. Thanks, Josh. Okay, Josh. Thank you. Appreciate Market it, guys. Insights thank is you. the pod. <laughs> Uh, Josh is going socks, no surprise, and Michael's all over his Astros. I'm with Berman. I'm out on Bregman. I'm out on El Tuve. We come back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, become a weekend warrior. BetMGM, the king of the weekend, king of sportsbooks. It's a free play challenge where you can win up to $50,000. It's pretty damn good. So all you're going to do is log into your BetMGM account and find the king of the weekend contest in your promotion section. When you do, you're going to pick the six teams you think are going to score the most points from the selected games. And $1,000 every week goes to the top entry. And if you get all six right in order, you can win $50,000. King of the weekend. That's what you look for when you go to BetMGM. It's free to play. And download the app today uh, or just go to BetMGM.com. Again, terms and conditions, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. My name is Patrick Maher. His is, of course, Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I saw something. Now, you probably already know what I'm about to tell you. And you probably have a lot to do with what I'm about to tell you. But I think it'll make you happy. So the Raiders are going through some drama. I'm sure you've heard. And yes. the in 2000, in 2022, they're going to probably hire a new head coach. You know who's one of the names yeah. at the top of the list? Don Martindale. No. I love that. I hope Wink Martindale gets an opportunity. Be, Wink Martindale, it could be the – I think Wink Martindale is the Bill Parcells. I, I think he could be Bill Parcells. I think he's got that kind of a vision to oversee the big part of the game. He's more than just a defensive coordinator. I think he's got a really good eye for talent, and I think he can engage and lead people and bring people together. I think that would be a smart play. I think they've got to find somebody who can unify their organization. You know, I just wrote a piece this morning about what I would do if I was Rich Basacci and I took over. Basacci's got a tough job. He's best friends with Gruden. You know, and, and even though he, he was seen as an independent coach, he's now viewed as best friends with a guy that says a lot of bad things. So he's got to find a way to divorce himself from that friendship and rebuild trust to people. Very challenging. You know, because he's so close. It's a little bit like when the vice president decides he's going to run for president. He can't say everything the president did the last four years was bad, right? And I'm going to do all these new different things because now he's perceived as disloyal. So he's going to have to walk this tightrope very closely. And, and I think that'll be a challenge. But I'm very happy if Martindale could get himself in play at one of these jobs. I, I, I hope that happens. A couple things that I wanted, a couple, three things we need to discuss. Sure, please. I think some of the reason why this line's moving in Dallas as much as it is is Tyrod Smith went in for an MRI on his neck, and he's on the injury report today. It's questionable. If those two tackles, if obviously we know Collins is going to play, if they're, if they're vulnerable at left and right tackle, this certainly helps the Patriots tremendously. Do I think they can win the game? It's going to be challenging. But I think if Smith doesn't play or if he's really not 100%, that's what that could be why this line is moving in that direction. And I think that's something to consider, you know, that we have to look at. And so I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing all, all the line move, movement and the volatility that goes on with this. And, and I think that that's one of the reasons, you know, where we, where this is happening. And to Michael's point, you see three and a half is our number, but Michael, you pointed out, we're seeing a couple threes pop up with the Cowboys at the that's, Patriots. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of threes plastered across the board here. So, you know, I think that's that's something you've got to take in. And then the other news that I wanted to share with you is Tua, you'll be happy to know this, is not on the injury report. Whew. So Tua's a full go to be the starter Thank in Jacksonville. Goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so, in, you know, in we'll well, Jacksonville, tea. in London. In London, we'll have our tea, we'll have our crimpets. Or we should have Dundee cake, because that's what Churchill used to get every afternoon was Dundee cake. 
And so they would bring it around to him, and he would be playing cards or doing it, and he'd have a piece of Dundee cake and tea. Maybe we should have some Dundee cake. Let me ask you a question, because my brother-in-law yeah. asked me this, and it's a very basic question, and my immediate response, I didn't think about it too much, was Churchill. One person, any time in history, sit down, have cocktails and a dinner. Who's it going to be? Oh, that would be, pr- yeah, that, 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 that might be the best one right there. I mean, I, I might go RFK or, or Churchill. I mean, those are really, that's powerful. Lincoln. Lincoln, you know, Lincoln King, it's I mean, pretty so, tough to beat Abraham. I, I probably. Yeah, I mean, be, be, I mean, you know, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Churchill's ability to see in the future, as he, as he accurately said, you know, the only reason I became prime minister was because the Germans were in the channel port. Fear does the work of reason. And then they, as soon as the, everything quieted down, they kicked him out of office as the prime minister. So, you know. And I think there's so much you can learn from his ability to stay as a, as a curiosity, a curious person and a lifelong learner. You know, this is a man who wrote volumes and volumes of books. And failed a lot. Failed a lot lot. along the way. A lot, a lot. His quotes are, you know, if you're ever going through hell, keep going. He he just, to me, the most fascinating. I, I always think of him when I'm reading the daily coach as well because it feels like there's some influence there can i ask you a question oh, what do you think to. the most bet what do you think the most bet game on sunday is what do you think the most action is out on looking, sunday out looking i'm going to say i'm going to say the game we're talking about dallas and new england you know shockingly no it's the third most bet game the, the most bet game is kansas city washington and the ticket split is 78-22. That's why you should subscribe to, to Visa to get these tickets split. The money is 59-41. And the, the, line the, number? Is, the, the line is six and a half. Seven. Somewhere, so you could find seven somewhere out there. Yeah, I, I see mean, seven. You know, and, for me, and for me, this was one of those games, you know, Monday morning before you do any, anything, you say, you know, you look at the numbers and you say, wow, that looks like a tempting number. I'm going to be all over that. My, my number for this game is 481. 481. How can that be? I mean, last night we're sitting around watching the game, and and Millie and I and Anissa, we're sitting outside. We're having a little barbecue. We're going to watch the game out. Beautiful night in Jersey Shore. And Bill says, what was your number for the game? And I said, 699, 599. And he says, Nailed how it. can that be? <laughs> how can that be? And I said, well, because... The Tampa's numbers defensively are not very good. And so how can Kansas City and Washington be a 4.81 game? Because Kansas City's numbers are not very good. I mean, when I power rank Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City's in the middle of the pack. Kansas City's closer to Las Vegas and San Francisco than they are to Baltimore and Tampa. It's the same number. Essentially, it's the same number that they were laying at Philly to to kind of bring back what we were talking about. I, I right. again, I can't do it. I, I'm not going to mess with that Washington defense. I mean, come on. I, I, I'm not messing. If, if here's where the and this is where I get to. This is where I go to my coordinators page, right? So it says take Washington. Well, I'm not taking Jack Del Rio in a chess match against Andy Reid. I'm just no, not going to do it. No. You're not going to get me to do it. I won't do it. I can't do it. You know. Remember when and uh, one of the great lines of all time when Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon was booking him and he would say to her all the time, "Ah, Sharon, I can't do two nights in a row. I won't do two nights in a row." And then the next thing you know, he's he's he says hello in Phoenix and then hello Albuquerque. He's doing two <laughs> nights in a row. Like I won't do it. I'm not betting Jack Del Rio against Andy Reid. If you guys can do that out there, if you win, men, women, whoever you are, if you God bless you, you're a better person than I. I can't do it. 
Okay, I just like, I can't bet Zach Taylor. I, no, it's a John Hall call all the way from me. I can't do it. I won't do it. John Oates, your boy. We're still, yeah, we're still, him. we're still working. We're still efforting. We're going to have a specific. Oats. Well, I don't know why we don't have it, a picture of John at the abandoned. That's what we should do a show is from the abandoned luncheonette, you know, find a luncheonette somewhere and just sit in it and do a show or go right down to Biloxi and go see our man, Carl. <laughs> Shout to Carl Johnson. Uh, can I just, you said something. That, we got him tomorrow. We got to uh, get, we got to get him revved up tomorrow. There it's, it doesn't have to be a sophisticated model like Michael has when figuring out his numbers. You, you said something that I want to let the audience know. I think it's very important. When you wake up on Monday and you're checking those NFL spreads for the first time and looking across the board, before you do it, I think you would concur, Michael, write down your own number. Even if it's just having fun yeah. and going through, this is what I think the number should be. This is, that initial gut compared to the board is going to give you a better indicator than if you just look at the numbers because then there's confirmation bias already that you're led to believe that that should be the number as opposed to writing down your own number before you look at the board. And then you should write down when you say, okay, like I'm going to do it this afternoon. I like Jacksonville, okay? And then I'm going to write down why Jacksonville could win and why could they lose. I like Houston, why they would cover and why they wouldn't. And then see what those words do for you. You know, it's a little bit like Donnie Walsh told me when he was the president of the Pacers. He, he had permission to do anything he want. The Simon brothers who own the Pacers said, all we ask you to do is call me. Call us before you make a trade. Just call us. Tell us. And, they, and Walsh would call him. Donnie Walsh would call him. And they would ask him questions. Why do you want to do this? And in his answers... He basically either confirmed he should make the deal or he should back out. That's what you should do in betting, too. Write it down. Confirm why you want to make the play and confirm why you don't want it. If you're serious, if you just want to waste money, then go ahead and do whatever you want to do. But that's what you should do. If I take the Giants and take the 10, I'm saying they're going to move the ball. I'm saying they're going to play better defense. You have to write it down. I see him over there, Matt. Matt, I know it's your Friday. You want to get out of here early. I know. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it. I understand. Santos is outie. Yeah, I know it's your Friday. It's our Wednesday, but it's your Friday. Go right ahead. Don't no, worry about I, us, I Matt. think that's key uh, to, to what Michael said as far as writing down justification as well. If you want to make some money, you want to be serious about this. Michael, enjoy your Friday in the weather, okay? Thank you, Friday, we'll Patrick. Thank okay. you, Matt Santos. Thank you, Great everybody. Work this week. Everybody downstairs as well. We'll see you tomorrow on the Lombardi Line. Odds on coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.